hey, Nick, I got to thank you for the amazing birthday gift this year. Uh, best gift I got all year from our new sponsor, Manscaped. You hooked me up with the Lawnmower 3.0. That's right, baby. I called ahead to make sure it worked on gray hairs as well as regular hairs. So, um, yeah, you're all good. You're, you're good to go, man. Can't wait to see that pruned tree of yours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pruned. And I got to tell you, the other thing that's great about it is it's not just for using downstairs. I used it on my face right after I used it downstairs. But got to tell you, it's for the money that I didn't spend, you did. It, it really gives you the best and safest shave anywhere you want to use it. Yeah, it makes sense, man. Your downstairs looks just like your upstairs. So It does because I have a boyish, um, how do you say, glisten to myself. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrifying, but I'm glad that thing works. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. I have it as well. And as a hairy Sicilian gorilla, I need that big time. It's, uh, it's honestly one of my favorite tools. Like, not even kidding. One of my favorite things I use. I have all my friends using it as well. And they thought I was just trying to sell them something just because they're our sponsor. But they love it as well. Well, for all of our listeners, if you use our code MANGINA20 at manscaped.com, you will get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's MANGINA20 at manscaped.com. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This is the Mangina Dialogues. We at it again with your host Nick Scopes and the Gregolicious. You know how we do, cause you know we keeping it gangster and silly. Unplugged like a full swung titty. About get jitty, cause you know we down to the nitty and the gritty. And we make shit sound so damn pretty. Yeah, cause this unhinged comedy. And right now you're in the mix. So get ready, cause we about to get it poppin'. We ain't stopping. I'm educated, unfiltered, unhinged. This the Mangina Dialogues. Hello and welcome to the Mangina Dialogues. I am your host, Nick Scopes. I'm Gregalicious. And today, our guests, we have a lot in common. We were both Miss Florida. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the song I walked out to, actually, when at the competition. Um, Karen Turk. What's up, Karen? How are you? Hey, what's up? Great to be here. You know, I like this song. I've always wanted to rap. Secretly in my head, I can rap, although in reality, it's not so good. But, you know, if I wasn't doing this, I'd want to be a rapper in my next life. So the song goes with that. Yeah, well. That would be interesting. You definitely uh, don't really have the look for a rapper, but <laughs> I think, you know, you could pull it up. I think I actually worked my way into Bryson Gray's uh, latest video that's coming out. I think oh, I kind of got a little cameo in there. Do you really? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Me and Roger Stone. <laughs> oh, our friend Roger. So how you been spending the last few weeks or days? Uh, it's been a little busy. It's been a little crazy. The whole world's off kilter. You know, here I was thinking that, you know, Donald Trump would be our 46th president. And then, you know, surprise, surprise, there's an announcement by the fake news media that Biden's the president. So, yeah, it's been a little weird the last few days. So, wait, so fake news media, are you talking about Fox News? Um, yeah, I mean, I would include them in that these days. I think that there's, been, uh, there's been quite a shift. But, you know, I actually said it before that I saw this coming. I think that they became more and more moderate and less right-leaning at the very least, if not left-leaning, 
over the past year or so. And uh, yeah, I think things changed and shifted a little bit. It's been interesting. Still so watching you, though. Why do you yeah. think Fox News has shifted that way? Uh, I think it's all about big advertising dollars. I was a media executive for CBS for many years before I started being in front of the camera. And, you know, advertising is what drives the channel. And, you know, it's all about getting eyeballs. So if they can get eyeballs for their advertisers, that's what they want. And you know what, if the eyeballs need to be on the left of the aisle, they're going to do it because they need to sell, you know, advertising to the people that support their network. I got you. Do you ever think like, and I'm just going to get it out there right, right in the beginning. I'm a registered independent. I can't really, at the extremes of either side, I can't get with either of them. I just, I don't, I can't get with it. Do you think also there's advertising dollars, but do you think it's just because of like the things the president has said <laughs> that they were kind of like, Ooh, we need to fucking reel it in if we want to keep our jobs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but the reason that they would keep their jobs is that there's money coming in the door. So at the end of the day, it all comes down to the same thing. But yeah, if people aren't watching because they're tuning out and they're listening to other stations, they're going to try to drive the content to get the eyeballs back. So I don't know exactly what the strategy was or if they were losing viewers, but I don't think it's strictly just like, hey, we're going to lose our jobs. We don't like what the president's saying. I think there's more to it. I think you know, people that work there are employees of a big corporate entity and the big corporate entity has an agenda that they need to push. You know, you're going to get much better news, quite frankly, if you, uh, you know, watch a little bit of Fox News and you do some research online and you watch some other networks and then you formulate a free thinking opinion, which is what we should all be doing. So, but don't, don't you, I mean, you think that Fox News, you know, President Trump currently got, has almost 71 million votes right? Um, still almost 5 million behind uh, Biden. But like, regardless, they're still talking to 70 million people, right? So why would you, th why do you think that they're, take the advertising dollars out of it for a second? Because I, I understand that. I don't necessarily buy into it full. I mean, I think it's effective a little bit, but not the full reason. They, they seem to move a little bit to the left with their commentary and, and some of the people that are hosts of shows, but certainly there's this, the, the large chunk that is pretty much in prime time that fully is on the right, like very clearly. And they're pushing stuff that is just not true. So why, like, why yeah, is, isn't it I, better to be truthful with the news regardless as to where you sit, because then you have credibility, right? So you can have whatever position you want, but at least present it in a truthful way, even if the guy at the top is not. Well, I totally disagree with you on every point that you just made. So I we're not going to agree there. I so that's, that's first and foremost. I mean, we're right. totally not on the same page because as far as I'm concerned, they're not pushing anything that's not a true agenda. I mean, look at this right now, what's going on with the election. You know, I have all these people that are jumping on my Facebook page to say, you know, oh, there's no election fraud. There's no election fraud. Well, guess what? I just did a whole expose on behind the headlines, which is on my YouTube channel right now. I just put it out yesterday. And there's incident after incident. I mean, there's 237 pages of, you know, people that have come forward, you know, in this lawsuit that's in Wayne County, Michigan, that said that there was, you know, ballots that were being scanned more than one time. There were ballots that had the same signature, thousands of them. There were all these inconsistencies. So saying that voter fraud isn't happening, that's fake news. So, you, so you're basically calling the, the officials in these states liars. 
that have come uh, which, out every which day. Which officials? Everyone. The, the Everyone. Democrats they, that are defending no, their not candidate? Their, their, their no, no, no. Not Democrats. Oh. Pennsylvania, Georgia, there's all Republicans in those positions. But forget those two. You're just calling them all liars. You're saying that the, the, the officials who come out, that have come out, including an hour ago, saying that there's been 11 uh, ballots that are from a few dead people that whatever. 11. 11. Uh, well, you know what? I, I choose to listen to the American people. And I think that the people that are come forward and are going to be witnesses in these lawsuits are far more credible than one public official. So <laughs> I'm going to go with the witnesses that are coming forward that are putting their names and their reputation on line. I mean, one of these women that came forward in Wayne County, Michigan, she's worked for 30 years you know, inside, you know, the county and the city, um, you know, she's putting herself on the line by doing this, but she's coming forward and saying there was widespread voter fraud and it deserves to be investigated. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not disagreeing with you that you can investigate it. Of course it deserves to be investigated, but, um, you know, obviously we're on different sides of this one and we'll, we'll see what ultimately what makes it to court and where that actually leads. I'm, I'm, if I'm betting, which I'm not a betting person, but I'll gladly have a gentleman's wager of a dollar with you that these don't even see the light of day in court. And that's not, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a, a political thing. That's just a being a betting person that what I've seen, I listen to Fox news. I'm not. Can we do, can we do a, like a more fun bet than a dollar? Sure. I mean, something, yeah. can we wager something more fun? Like I yeah. feel like since it's a comedy show, we should, we should do something, come up with something <laughs> fun that we can do. All right. That, that's fine. I'm down with that. Greg I, has to wear, Greg has to wear a MAGA hat. I, I, I'll drape myself in a flag bikini. If, if oh, okay, cool, cool. And what do, what do I have to do if I lose? What's 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 for me? You kind of think you have to wear. You have know. to you have to drape yourself in a Biden for president flag and walk down into into Mar Mar a Lago. Oh yeah, no, that's that's pushing a little far. Well, that's I'm not going to do. I'll come you, on your show with the Biden <laughs> flag on. I'll take a picture with the Biden flag on. But Wait. going into Mar-a-Lago, that's where I draw the line. Yeah, you're you're confident though. I mean, you know, I'm confident. You know, whatever. Anyway, here's the thing too about the election that why are people? I think I don't know. This may sound crazy, but like, are people yeah, surprised maybe. that like at the very top? things happen i mean like this there four years ago there was the the shit with trump and russia and i know they said there's no collusion but i mean it's been happening for years george bush in 2000 and if you really want to kick it old school the mafia got jfk in office let's just be you know what i mean so like why i don't know why people are so shocked and so outraged and like we have to change it like it's like you know people at the top people look at politicians and athletes and they try to like make them these they're like morally perfect people and they're not. I think everyone just needs to fucking get over it and just move on. And I want this virus to go away so I can do stand-up comedy. I want my fucking clients to come back. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> Listen, I'm fucking sick of this shit too. And you know, the reason that they pushed this whole, you know, coronavirus crisis thing in large part, I think was to create this mail-in ballot fraud. I mean, again, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist, but it seems pretty logical to me. If they wanted to sway an election, it was a pretty damn good way to do it. And I'm really anxious to get back out there, too. And I think it's about time that, you know, we do have a vaccine or something that's going to make people feel safe. But we can't shut down our country forever. Like, no, enough's and, enough already. And it's not and it's not going to happen. And when I hear people that are Trump supporters that are like, Biden said he's going to shut everything down. And it's like, no, he's not. 
He's just saying, he's just saying things. I believe the house and Senate are still red and also things are done pretty much at a state level. Like I'm in Connecticut. It's a blue state. Like our gut is democratic. So, you know, it's a little different, but like obviously in Florida, they're probably going to open shit up. Texas, they're going to open shit up. Like, it's just like, they think like this person at the top is just going to like, just run. Like I get the president runs everything, but there's checks and balances and people think like, you know, Biden's going to come like, like back when Obama was in office, how many people were like, he's yeah, Biden's got no balls. Let's call it what it is. Right, Biden's listen. got no balls whatsoever. <laughs> Not only is he demented, the guy's got no balls and we're going to have a really big issue because you know what? At least Donald Trump, like him or not, we've had somebody in office for the last four years that has a set of balls. And I really appreciate that. I don't know if it's because I'm from New Jersey or because I like to call it what it is and see it for what it is, but I respect him for that. And, you know, look at him moving the embassy to Jerusalem, you know, as a Jewish woman, you know, what he's done with Israel has been great. And, you know, the day after they made the announcement, the fake news media made the announcement that, you know, Biden is going to be the president-elect. Now, now we have Iran reaching out to, you know, our president-elect. I have a really big problem with that, that he wants to turn back the plot, clock and, 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 you know, start things back to the Obama administration when we didn't have a care about Israel and we weren't putting them first because Israel determines a lot of the freedom in the world and the freedom in the United States. And they're a great example of freedom. And we have to keep it that way. We got to keep peace in the Middle East. And, uh, you know, Biden scares the shit out of me there. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, I, I will say this, and I made this comment a few years ago when Trump first got elected. It was like, I think it was like a year or two ago. I was dating this girl, super liberal, couldn't get more liberal than that. And I've always been in the middle. I just can't, you know, I can't commit really to either side. Um, but, you know, Trump's in office and all of a sudden, all the crazy world leaders are very quiet. Like there's no... I will give him that. I think having a psychopath like Donald Trump in office <laughs> scared other countries. Like, you don't hear anything from North Korea anymore. You don't hear yeah. any of that shit. I yeah. know there was some, I, I was listening to Alex Jones, who's a wild dude as well, but I think he's hilarious. While Nick is frozen, I just want to correct him. Um, and, you know, that, that really has that the house is actually not red. <laughs> Yeah, we're fighting for two Senate seats in Georgia. I was going to bring that up as well, which are really important for us in the Republican Party, because during this recount, you know, we could lose, we, we potentially could lose those two Senate seats. And that would be really uh, scary for us as far as control of the Senate. So there's some interesting things happening with this recount, some that may not be as favorable as, you know, I would like them to be, but I'm still optimistic that Donald Trump is going to be the 46th president. So let's, let's leave, let's leave the, the Donald Trump being president aside because that, <laughs> that's, that's kind of a far-fetched fantasy, but let's make believe it happens, right? Um, well, let's not make believe, who cares? There's, not, there's nothing wrong with fantasizing. Do you yeah, guys no, have no, with no, fantasizing? Definitely, no, definitely. It's a great fantasy to have if, if you know, it, it keeps you entertained, right? And it must, but... Don't you feel like, are you fearful that this silly recount in Georgia is going to result in losing those two Senate seats? Like, wouldn't you rather give up Georgia and keep the Senate seats? Potentially. Um, 
Me personally, no, because I'm an optimist. And I, again, I mean, I could go back, you know, you want to call it a silly fantasy, but, you know, I do truly believe I'm optimistic on how this is going to roll. And, you know, I think it was the right choice. I think the recount was needed. I think there is widespread voter fraud. And I think it's the right thing to do for the American people. We need to know who the winner is, whether whoever it is, maybe it's not my candidate, but you know what, to have a free and fair election, the election needs to be done properly and the votes need to be counted properly. So if the and, recount was in order, let's recount the votes. Sure. I mean, and then the recount is automatic, I believe, because it's less than half a percent or 1% or something. Uh-huh. Uh, but let's say you go through this process, right? You, you have your lawsuits, they lose them all, whatever the case may be. Are you going to then say, okay, Biden won fair and square? Or are you going to hold out the way obviously Donald Trump is going to, that this was a fraudulent election, even though he, he sues everybody, he loses in court as usual, and you're still not going to be prepared to say, okay, Biden won. Because the fraud that everyone oh, is saying listen. happened is now going to be proven to have not happened. You know what, just because a court rules that something doesn't happen doesn't mean that it didn't happen. I mean, you know, I I, I would love to think that our court system is that transparent and that fair. But, you know, I've been a victim of the court system here in the United States. And as much as I am a proud American, I think we have some flaws in that system. So I don't think that that totally negates the fact that there's been voter fraud just because he doesn't win the lawsuits. I mean, that doesn't take everything away. But if you're asking if I will accept that Joe Biden is the president, absolutely. You know, I didn't vote for Obama, but you know what? The majority did. And when he was elected, I said, you know what? Maybe this will be good for America. Maybe this will form unity. Obviously, I was gravely disappointed after the eight years of bullshit when nothing happened. But, you know, all in all, I still was optimistic going in. So, you know, if it turns out that he's the president, obviously, I'm going to accept him as our, our president of the United States. I mean, but it won't be him. It'll be Kamala because we know they're going to diagnose him with dementia and put her in the screen. That's obvious. <laughs> Definitely going to happen. Totally going to happen. Now, right. speaking, speaking of the court system, do you think OJ did it? Yes or no? <laughs> I, I do think OJ did it. I would have to say that I do think OJ did it. I definitely think that he did. Um, where is OJ? dude he's on twitter and it's fucking hilarious really i gotta yeah. follow him i'm not, i can't believe i'm gonna follow him on twitter that's gonna as soon as we get off this this show i'm gonna follow him on you twitter you definitely need to follow oj on twitter it will entertain you every day amazing every day the best like i think he lives in las vegas he every he always opens up every video and it's in his twitter bio it's hello twitter world it's yours truly <laughs> that's wow. how he opens up yours truly you listen to Howard Stern? Are you a Howard Stern listener? I love Howard Stern. I've always loved Howard Stern. That's a dream of mine is to be on Howard Stern's show. <laughs> well, he, he, he constantly brings up the OJ Twitter, always. Like, I'm sure oh, you haven't great. heard it. It's very funny. Very that's funny. great. All right, so let's talk about your show. Sure. What, uh, well, Behind the Headlines, it's the name of the show on YouTube, right? And yeah. you know, what, what, what do people expect to come see on your show? Like, you know, there's a lot of a lot of misinformation out there. I mean, you know, we have all these headlines, these salacious clickbait grabbing headlines. Like, you know, in my own case, there were headlines about me. And, you know, you got to get to the substance of the actual story. You can't just believe the headlines. You know, if you read the headlines about Roger Stone, you'd think Roger Stone was in prison, yet he's a free man. Uh, so, you know, you got to get behind the headlines. So that's why I started the show is really to put substance back in, you know, concise video reporting. 
So I take a topic, whatever it is, if it's, you know, voter fraud, which is what it happens to be this week, and I delve behind the headlines to get to the root of the issue and get to the truth. Right. So besides voter fraud, what else have you covered recently? I covered uh, the Jacob Blake shooting. Uh, I covered uh, a lot of other of other controversial things, uh, George Soros and how he's really puppeteering the media. I went into the Epstein case, of course, the Epstein case and Giselle Maxwell or Giseline Maxwell. That that video was, of course, censored uh, by YouTube and, you know, shut down. So it's been interesting because, you know, the more controversial the topic, the more censorship there is. Right. But all of those all of those items are things that if you watch the mainstream media or any media in general, you're getting misinformation, you're going to be misled. And we're so saturated with headlines these days, which are just basically clickbait. It's to get you to click on the article. I mean, that's why it's there. We're in a social media driven world uh, that I think it's important to give people concise facts. And that's what I try to do on my show. Do you think that going forward, presidents should not be allowed to have a Twitter account? Oh, absolutely not. I think this is I think this has been one of the best things ever. I think that really, you know, we're all on social media. I love the fact that we've had a president that's communicated with us in real time directly speaking to the American people. And you know what? I, it's been refreshing for me that he's maybe not as presidential as, you know, what people expected a president to be. Uh, I'm actually delighted by it. And as an independent, I'm sure you can appreciate the fact that at one time I voted for Ross Perot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's one of the funniest candidates of all time. But you, you voted for it him because amazing. it was funny. I voted for him because I felt that he wasn't presidential and I thought he was a billionaire. And as I've always felt, one of the main reasons I voted for Donald Trump too was, you know, if we can fix the economy and we have a flush economy, there's a lot of things we can do. We can target social issues. We can do things that we can't do if we don't have a flourishing economy. So I wanted a businessman in office. And I felt that way when I was 18 and I voted for Ross Perot. I know I'm dating myself. And, uh, you know, I feel that way now with Donald Trump. So let me, let me ask you a question. So the, obviously, I, from, you know, what we've talked about, I kind of gather where you stand on the whole coronavirus. And I'll leave that aside. But do you not think that, Everyone that supports Donald Trump, especially including him and his administration who wanted to stay in office, let's live in a world where they're not in office come January 20th, that they're kicking themselves that they did not handle this coronavirus in a better way. Because hands down, I, I would never vote for Donald Trump ever. I never I. I voted Republican my entire life through George Bush. So I considered myself a Republican up until that well through that point. So. There's plenty of stuff on both sides that I like and don't like, right? I'm not a, you know, crazy liberal that no matter what you say, I'm not, I'm not that person at all. But he clearly would have won this election, like legitimately, with votes in the places he would have needed them to without recounts, if he would have not handled this coronavirus like it was a common cold. So there's so many things that you said there that I want to address. The first one is that you lumped all Trump supporters together, which is such a lefty thing to do because we're not all the same. The second thing is, is that the coronavirus, the the coronavirus, I actually did a behind the headlines on the coronavirus. And, you know, how quick we all are to forget that Dr. Fauci was actually the one that was advising the president. If you go back to January, Dr. Fauci said, oh, you know, this is no big deal. Don't worry about it. 
January. said it multiple times in January, January. yeah? January. And then we get into February, and he's still saying that it's not a serious problem. It wasn't until March. Accurate. It is totally accurate. It wasn't until March when they said, oh, my God, oh, my God, because they used Bill Gates statistics, and now all of a sudden 2 million people were going to die, that the shit hit the fan. And then, of course, the president took the appropriate action. As a matter of fact, the president took appropriate action in September when he signed an executive order to address how vaccines were processed in this country. But guess what? Nobody's talking about that because it doesn't suit the narrative. No, I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree. That September, you're talking about something that happened in March, and then you're using an example in September. I'm using, but, I'm using the wait, example just, in September before coronavirus even hit. Okay. I'm talking going back a year. Okay. I'm going back to that, that he signed an executive order to get vaccines pushed through in a, in a faster and more expedient fashion, right. which was helpful here now that we have a vaccine as Pfizer has announced. So nobody wants to talk about that. But the president did a very good job with the information that he was given and everything else is a false narrative. No, it really I, is. I'm, there's definitely some good things he did. I won't dispute that. But just the, the the simple fact that he couldn't even protect himself, his entire White House is infected, right? It's, you it's tell a virus. Me, People get it. You catch on. it. What is, how is he supposed to protect himself more than any other average American? And Wear a mask. What about, not not what shit about on people for people? wearing masks. Not, not about, the position he what had. What about all these people that were shuffled around in nursing homes? What about de Blasio? What about these Democratic leaders? New York City, come on. They, 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 they nipped it in the bud quicker than anyone in, in the world. In the world. We live here. In the world. Okay. Well, and God bless you, because I love New York, but it's really gone downhill, and de Blasio's <laughs> a really shitty oh, No question. No question. De Blasio couldn't get out of office fast enough. Stop. I 100% He's agree not. with you. 100% agree with you. Good. I'm I glad think, we agree. I'm glad I we agree. Guys, He's by the way, I should mention, I should mention, you're both from Jersey. So right. Oh, I love that. Where yeah. are you from? Bergen County. Oh, me too. Where? Yeah. Where? where? Santa River. Oh, I grew up in Teaneck. I went to high school in Dumont. Okay. Close to Bowling Alley? Of course. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. How about the yeah. rink in Bergenfield? Do you have a roller skate? No, because Park uh, Montvale, I grew up, you know, Tyson's Farm? In of course. Lake? So I grew yeah. up right around the corner, and we had the Montvale Roller Rink, which is now a stopping You did have so, the Montvale Roller Rink. It was pretty cool. The Montvale Roller Rink was good. Yeah. Well, so that's where I, I, I roller skated there. All right. Well, I was roller skating more in the big city of Bergenfield. We were much more. You guys were that upscale, you know, Richie Rich roller rink. I was down in the in the streets. I'm waiting for you, you know to it's say so tr it's actually I will say that you're not far off because the guy that owned that roller rink used to drive there in a Rolls Royce, and there was always a brown Rolls Royce parked in the parking lot of the fucking roller rink. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. That's completely. I completely full of believe bits. that. So, I love no. New Jersey. I miss it. How long have you lived in Florida? I've been in Florida 21 years. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Did you go to college there? I did. Well, I did, and then I moved back. Actually, my first husband dragged me back to Bergen County, back to Bergenfield, wow. um, for sorry. that's where he was from. Oh, don't be sorry. He he voted for Bernie Sanders. I mean, we don't <laughs> even speak. We haven't spoken in 15 years. Oh man, years. what a loser! Oh, it's bad. It's a bad <laughs> scene. Uh, but yeah, he dragged me back there, and I kind of realized that I needed to get the hell out of there as soon as possible. And got a job in Florida, and thank God I've been here ever since. It's been a great place to raise my kids, and. I love going back up there. Just went back up there for one of my girlfriend's 50th birthdays. I had an amazing time. I love the people. 
Uh, but it wasn't for me. I needed to get away from, you know, Mr. Bergenfield as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me too. I graduated <laughs> high school, haven't, haven't lived in New Jersey since. Now, I wanted to talk about something you spoke about earlier. Um, you're saying about how you like that Donald Trump wasn't exactly presidential, right? Like the traditional, which as a comedian, I mean, it's the greatest. He's one of the funniest presidents probably ever, right? Like, let's just be... I, I, it was refreshing. It is refreshing. But at a certain point, like when, for example, when riots and things are happening, and I know he can't control what happens in the world. I hate when people blame presidents for stuff like that. Like, you know, it just, it drives me nuts, but he didn't really help <laughs> like calm things down. You know what I mean? Like for me, if, if I'm in a room with someone and they just don't know how to read the room and their social cues are off and their emotional intelligence is off and they're causing a problem, I can't be around that person. It drives me nuts. I don't like it. So like, I, it's funny to a certain point, right? And like, he didn't really handle that so well. So I want to know your thoughts. Well, I mean, I think you're saying you're saying you're not holding him accountable, but then you're holding him accountable. So I'm kind of confused. You got to a little bit, right? Like it's funny to a certain point, but then like when cities are burning and people are looting, it's like, hey, maybe I should. Uh, really who was who was burning and looting the cities? I mean, the people that are burning can't and looting control the cities, that. I get it. I get it. You know, I do. I think that they should call in the national guard and that they should take control of every single one of those situations. Yeah, I think our military should be involved. I think we should just take these looters. We should throw them all in jail. You know, I, I'm, I'm more, uh, I'm probably less sensitive than most people are when it comes to this. But, you know, I think it's unacceptable behavior. And I think it's really creating chaos. And I think that, you know, in large part, the Democrat Party is thriving on that right now. And they're using it to further, you know, their, you know, potential win here in this election. And that's wrong, too. Well, so they're he, using he it. He didn't do he didn't do much. But, you know, what was he supposed to do, you know, aside from calling the military? And if he did that, then the then the accusations would have been, look at the excessive force that our president did. Look at what our president did. People got hurt. People are in jail. People got killed. This is so wrong. He's a murderer. They would have turned it the other way. He can't win. I think what Nick's point is, is not that. Um, it's not calling in the military. It's basically trying to come out with a sense of calm amongst an, a situation that is obviously not calm. And nobody, I don't think anyone in the world would say Donald Trump ever came out and said, hey, guys, cool down. Let's not burn down the cities. He called them looters and scumbags and every single thing you could with. And I mean, it just makes no sense. No one with any yeah. common sense. I don't well, what about when the looting bags. starts, the shooting starts? Like, hey, man, probably not the best thing. <laughs> like, I get, like, his off-the-cuff shit, but, like, that probably wasn't the best line. No, they're, they're, being a bull in a china shop certainly, you know, makes sense sometimes, but yeah. not every time. And I do. I think it definitely is what hurt him. And what I, what I as a business owner, someone that ha I have significant amount of employees in my real life, and... Would I, would I, do I like some of the things he's done for my business? 100%. Do I think that that could have been better long-term? Of course I do. But I, I also am a realist and, and think bigger than just myself. And there's no way that that attitude is good for the worldwide climate. At some point when people say, oh, Donald Trump, he was so presidential today. That's short-lived. It's short-lived because the next day he's the bull in the china shop again. You know, so I don't you know. know. It, 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 
depends on the way you look at it. I mean, it's just like the same thing as that you can either twist it and use it as a positive or a negative. You know, I it has it a positive. How's it a positive? positive? Because it goes back to the whole thing. We have a president that finally has balls, that says it like it is, who calls people out, who says things that we all want to say. I mean, he said so many things over the last four years that I was like, shit, I wish I was saying that because that's the truth. You know, we shouldn't be tolerating, you know, people that want to defund our police, that don't have respect for law enforcement. There's no place for that in this country. You know, law and order does matter. I agree. And we're losing our country. To these I'm with you on that. I totally agree. Ways. But you we're know what? Like, I, my, I mean, without getting too into my personal life, I, I happen to know an awful lot about, the, about China, right? And just the fact that he's saying when he put the tariffs on, it's fine if you want to institute tariffs, by all means. It's happened throughout the course of our history, and it starts, it stops, it starts, it starts. But at least have the balls to be honest about it and say the tariffs are being passed on to the consumer. Everybody knows tariffs are not paid by, the, by China. Everybody. Yeah, So sure. why, why not say that? Why not say we're doing these tariffs and you're paying for it, not China? I, I mean, I think in a way that that's sort of a logical thing. I don't think we should be supporting China, especially after the fact that if you want to go back to the coronavirus, if it wasn't for China, we wouldn't be in this situation. So thank God President Trump is willing to take a stand against China, because I can guarantee you with Biden, he's not going to take a stand like that. And that's scary. Yeah, he's going to be agree. a friend to China. I, he's going to be a friend to Iran. I don't agree with either of those things. But th I think you missed what I was saying. I'm saying I was saying that certainly he's hard on China. No question about it. But it's it's not affecting China. It's affecting the U.S. consumer. Well, and, and if he wouldn't US have bailed consumer. out the farmers, if he wouldn't have bailed out the farmers, then the farmers would be the ones holding the bag for half of those tariffs. But other than coronavirus, our economy was on such an amazing upswing. Unemployment was way down. Our economy was doing great. You know what? That in that moment didn't matter because it was being made up for with all the wins that we had. If it wasn't for coronavirus, and quite frankly, as much as I think it's a real virus and I'm, you know, obviously nobody wants to get sick and, you know, either wear a mask, don't wear a mask, you know, protect yourself, try not to get other people ill. All of that stuff is great. But this was used to further an agenda, and it was used against our president, and it's completely ridiculous. And if it wasn't for that, the economy would have continued on a major upswing. And I think that the Democrats were salivating over the fact that the, 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 you know, the economy was going to get trashed over coronavirus because they knew that that was a huge win for Donald Trump, and they were going to take that win away. They were going to make everybody struggle again. It sucks. I, I <laughs> there's so much there I would love. <laughs> to do it. Back. No, it's it's we could do this all day, all day. And I I you know the thing that I I think is sad about the state of of the country right now is that the difference of opinions causes people to hate the other side, right? I have very clear different opinions than you do, but that's fine. That's what makes America great, right? And I have fun talking about this with you and we can disagree for hours upon hours and we'll be done with this and I could happily have coffee, a drink, dinner. And it's, I don't give a shit. I, I want to roller skate with you. But, I think our bet should involve uh, some sort of roller skating now. I really, I, and you, I like, then you better bring shin guards. You're going to have to bring shin guards and knee guards. <laughs> I cannot, 
guarantee that I get on, on eight different wheels that roll on a slick surface that I'm not going to hurt someone by accident. Oh, this could be so fun. <laughs> and you know, that's the whole point is we need to focus on what unites us, not what divides us. And as much as we can sit here and debate, look at how much fun we had talking about the things that we have in common. And I think if America got back to, you know, maybe not focusing, politics is, you know, pretty much 10% of my life. And I do this right. every day, all day long, you know, there's a lot more to me than just, you know, a polit political talking head. If we focus on the other things that we have in common, we'd be a lot better off as a country. Yeah, totally. I mean, 100% agree. Nick definitely agree. agrees. I he, would agree with he, that. He hates this shit as that explodes. No, I, I don't. I truly like this. It's just tough. I got to be honest, Karen. I got to be honest. You're a blonde, good-looking woman who's very assertive and aggressive. <laughs> You're basically every woman I've ever dated. And you scare me and turn me on all at the same time. And this whole podcast has been a roller coaster of emotions for me. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is, are you seeing anybody? <laughs> I am, I am married, but, but I will definitely keep my eyes out because I think there are a lot of women who are like me that, you know, need to come out of their shell a little bit more and could give you a run for your money. And I would love to watch that. I'm down. And you're I, from, and you're from Jersey. And I'd love to watch it too. And I will tell you, we've done about 120 episodes and that's the first time Nick has actually asked someone out on the <laughs> I love that I'm your first. We so, can always have that. That's always going to be our moment. It, that's it so is. special, Nick. It, I love it. it I'm going to Florida. Fuck this place. <laughs> come down here. Come visit me. <laughs> you want to go to Palm Beach, Nick? Yeah, I don't care. So whatever. I've been to Miami a few times in Orlando. It's really it. I've been to Miami a lot now that I think about it. This but. is this is Palm Beach is a lot better. You're gonna come visit me. Come is hang it, out with me. We it, can be friends. It's southern Florida, right? It's right outside of like is it like forty five minutes outside of Miami or is it more northern? I don't know where Palm Beach is. It's forty five minutes north of Miami and it's oh, like okay. it's it's so much better. I mean, I love Miami, but like it's once you're here you'd be like, Why would I ever go anywhere else? No, I get it. I'll take you to Mar a Largo. They're gonna let me in. Yeah, <laughs> we let everybody in. I know. With I'm a joking. party of inclusivity. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, on that note uh, listen, this was really fun. I really appreciate it. Um, and we'll definitely do it again when this is all wrapped and in person. Uh, and uh, yeah, for sure. In I person at our honeymoon camp <laughs> at Mar a Lago. Thank you. I can't wait. It'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. You, you better block him on Instagram. That's all. <laughs> <I'm playing. laughs> Go to all your things now and block him because it's going to be trouble. I love it. Thank you so much for having me on. I had so much fun. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. You're Good awesome. luck. Good luck. Thanks. Our bet stands. All right. I'm in. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Bye. Bye. Have a good day.